0: I'm Dick Summer, and it's time to say goodnight.
1: This is a quiet place to rest your head. A safe place to hide a hurting heart. A gentle place to fall. We just call this place goodnight. I am sitting here in my big, comfortable, manly, black leather papa chair in my living room... And I want to thank you for sending your Christmas, Hanukkah, solstice, Kwanzaa memories. Not sure when this one from proud podcast participant Bill came in, but hey, it works. In fact, by the time we get to the end of this, (laughs) you may notice your eggnog squirting out of your nose. What better way to celebrate Christmas? Bill says, as a joke, my brother Mike used to hang up a pair of pantyhose over his fireplace before Christmas. He said all he wanted was for Santa to fill them. What they say about Santa checking his list twice must be true because every Christmas morning, although Mike's kids' stockings were always full, his poor pantyhose never was. One year, I decided to make his Christmas wish come true. So I put on a pair of sunglasses and slinked into the neighborhood adult bookstore. I decided to buy a standard, uncomplicated, inflatable lady... That could also substitute as a fake passenger in my car so I could use the carpool lane during the rush hour. I settled for a doll called Lovable Lara. On Christmas Eve, with the help of a bicycle pump, Lara came to life. My sister-in-law was in on the plan. She let me in during the wee morning hours. I filled Mike's dangling pantyhose with Lara's legs and bottom. I also ate some cookies and drank a glass of milk left out on the nearby table. Mike called me in the morning to tell me that Santa had finally made his wish come true and to accuse me of having something to do with it. He said the only problem with Lara was that she confused the dog who kept coming over, looking up at the pantyhose, bark, walk away, come back and bark some more. We... <laughs> We all agreed that Lara should remain in her pantyhose so the rest of the family could admire her when they came over for dinner. My grandmother noticed Lara as soon as she walked in the door. She said, "'What the hell is that?' (laughs) My brother explained it was just a doll. "'Where are her clothes? Why doesn't she have any teeth?' I considered answering her questions, but I didn't want to have to spend Christmas riding in the back of an ambulance, saying, "'Hang on, Grandma, hang on.' My grandfather, a great guy with bad eyesight, sidled up to me and said, Hey, Bill, who's the naked lady by the fireplace? I told him she was Mike's friend. A few minutes later, I noticed him over by the fireplace flirting with Laura. It was then that I realized this could be Grandpa's last Christmas at home. The dinner went well. We made the usual small talk about who had died, who was dying, and who should be killed, when suddenly... Laura made a noise like you often hear from a bathroom in the morning. Then she lurched from the fireplace, flew around the room twice, and fell in a heap in front of the TV. The cat screamed. I passed some cranberry sauce through my nose. Grandpa ran over, fell to his knees, began administering mouth-to-mouth resuscitation. Mike (laughs) fell off his chair. Granny threw down her napkin, stomped out of the room, and sat in the car. Later, we discovered that Lara had suffered a puncture from a hot ember on the back of her left leg. Fortunately, with the aid of a wonder drug called duct tape, we restored her to perfect health so she can be with us to celebrate New Year's Eve. Dicks details a bunch of totally unimportant stuff for you to stuff in one ear so you can squeeze the important stuff that's making you shop excessively out the other ear and you can keep your holly jolly takes most Americans six months to pay off their Christmas credit card bills I call that the Grinch Pinch if the answer is it's Christmas Eve what is the question if the answer is it's Christmas Eve what is the question don't know do you of course not haven't told you yet but I will in a minute my favorite sportscaster is the New York Mets, Gary Coon. I'm sending him a Mets scoreless tie for Christmas this year. <laughs> More diamonds are sold at Christmas than at any other time of the year. Diamonds are a girl's best friend. Man's best friend is his dog. Go figure. And there are 25 guys who help the Radio City Rockettes change costumes during the Christmas show. I presume they are all volunteers. (laughs) If the answer is, it's Christmas Eve, the question is, what did Adam say to his wife on the day before Christmas? It's Christmas Eve. (laughs) Okay, another lump of coal for my stocking. Dicks to tails, they take your mind off your mind. little housekeeping here. If you like these podcasts through the spoken word CDs at DickSummer.com or my book, Staying Happy, Healthy and Hot, available at Amazon.com, please tell a couple of friends because they might like them too, and you will be giving me uh, kind of a Christmas present. And don't forget to send your holiday memories to me at Dick at DickSummer.com, stories about Christmas, solstice, Hanukkah, Kwanzaa, or any winter holiday that's special to you. Here's a story from my airline pilot buddy, Chuck Mayer. He says, Hey, Dick, I thought of a cute story from when my daughter was a young girl. I was giving a group of young 8- to 9-year-olds a ride in our van back from my daughter's birthday party. Her birthday is December 20th. I was listening to the conversation between the girls. One of the young ladies told the other girls that she didn't believe in Santa. She said he was a fictional character created by adults. One of the other girls said to her, quote, are you willing to take that chance? End quote. <laughs> I was chuckling under my breath. It was one of those things you don't forget, a good memory about a happy fantasy. Thank you, Chuck. Christmas is full of fantasies. Some fantasies are happy, others not so much. Here's a story from my bedtime story spoken word CD about a fantasy.
0: Once upon a time there was a sometimes land where the rain was soft and the sun was gentle and the summer birds were yellow and blue and hearts were warm and smiles were tender and friends were always true. It was Prince Fantasy's land, a magic place where you could go to close your eyes and watch for your name in lights and listen for the crowd as it cheers you on and feel and smell the hot breath of someone beautiful on your naked skin. You could taste soft, wet lips all night long. Long live Prince Fantasy. Blessings on his lovely land. I met you in his castle in the park. I was just passing through, I thought. Your hair was long and soft, dark brown then, and you walked with a high-heeled, head-tossing, Easy, smiling self-confidence. You had your own apartment, your first new car, and a good start on a promising career, and a doll that you'd had since you were just a little girl. You let me touch the tender, empty place inside you that needed to be filled. You sucked my kisses in and nursed away my needs. And the rain was soft, and the sun was gentle, and the summer birds were yellow and blue our hearts were warm, and our smiles were tender, and we promised that we'd be true. I didn't expect to meet you there. I thought I was just passing through. I really didn't have time for love. I was hard at work selling chunks of my heart, fragments of my dreams, and the last few ounces of my self-respect to lady's success. It was just one lovely summer, and one amazing early autumn long ago. It shouldn't matter anymore. Your long dark brown hair would have silver streaks now. Do you still need your doll? Has your apartment become a house on the hill full of love and warmth and truth? Or did you and I make the same mistake? Did you lose half your heart because you were afraid to give it all away? Do you still have an empty place inside that needs to be filled? It took me all this time to find out that I do. It's a place full of loneliness and joy and magic and fear. And I can feel them all every time I wonder if you still go for walks in Prince Fantasy's magic park with your high heels and your easy smile, your little girl doll tossing your soft silver streaked hair. Or has it been too late too long since we were fantasy's children? closing our eyes and watching our names in lights, listening for the cheers, feeling hot breath on our lovely naked skin and tasting soft wet lips all night long. Would you care that I finally learned that the fantasy was real? When the rain was soft and the sun was gentle and the summer birds were bright yellow and blue and our hearts were warm And our smiles were tender. And now I know the magic was always you.
1: Fantasies Park. Once upon a time, he lost half of his heart because he was afraid to give it all away. Was there a Christmas once upon a time, a long time ago, for you? Did you lose half your heart because you were afraid to give it away all those years ago? Do you think he or she would still care? Are you sure? The story is called The Prince of Fantasies. It's from my spoken word CD called Bedtime Stories. If you like it, you can just keep this podcast, or if you want a fresh copy, just go back to dicksummer.com, check out the Bedtime Stories icon on the home page. One last Christmas note comes from proud podcast person Jim. He says, "Hi Dick, been listening to you for years. Several things I enjoy about your podcast, your sense of humor, your male female views, and your accent." i trying to remember. I think Jim is from England, where they speak a very strange version of English. <laughs> anyway, Jim goes on to say, this brings me to thoughts about Christmas and an American friend who is also a native New Yorker with a very similar view on life and people. Jay was born in New York of Jewish-Russian parents and lived in Brooklyn. He had a tormented childhood because he was a child prodigy concert pianist with perfect pitch. Because of this, he became a counselor and ended up in New Zealand, where I met him. He was a big, soft, cuddly bear, pretty much like your classic Louis Louie guy. Jay had prostate cancer for 15 years, and he was working on his attitude toward death for all of that time. I last saw Jay the day before Christmas last year. He died just after midnight. He was 82. I tell you this because your podcast gets me in touch with my masculine and feminine side with the mixed thoughts and feelings which make up the joys and sorrow of real life. It allows me to be as Louie Louie generation as I want to be, although I'm staring retirement in the face. Your podcast projects a mature sense of childlike fun, opens me up to being more Louie Louie, just like Jay. Well, Jim, Big Louie, the head guy of the Louie Louie generation, thanks you, Jim. And yet, i got to tell you, your note is a fine Christmas present, both for Big Louie and for me. So thanks again, and Merry Christmas. Merry, Merry Christmas.
0: Good night.